Battle of Cowpens by Tanner Goldson, Jesse Stone. The names of the generals, Daniel Morgan, who was with America. Nathaniel Green, who's with America. Ben Ostray Tarleton with the British. Weapons, defense, mechanisms, and strategy. Here are some of the weapons that they use during this battle. One is the brown vest, which is a type of musket. This musket was lightweight and was not very accurate. The main guns they used are cannons, pistols, and muskets. They came to the south, assist the southern loyalists to help regain control of the colonial governments. They estimated that many of the populations would rally to the crown. Such victories boosted the patriot, moral, and blunted British efforts. They captured Savannah, then Charleston, and Camden. They defeated and captured most of the southern continental I mean, army. General George Washington sent the very capable Nathaniel Green to take command of the Southern Army. When Green was two weeks in command, he already split his army, sending Daniel Morgan southwest of the Catawba River to cut supply liner and harbor British operations in the backcountry. Tarleton was only 26, but he was an able commander, both feared and hated, hated especially for his victory at the Waxhaws. <laughs> Wax at the Waxhaws, Tarleton was said to have continued the fight against remnants of the co Continental Army trying to surrender. These events set the stage for the stage of the Battle of the Calpins. Tarleton's scouts located Morgan's army at Grindle Shoals on the Pacolet River in South Carolina's backcountry and thus began an aggressive pursuit. Morgan retreated north to Burr's, Burr's Mills Thickety Creek. <laughs> Tarleton reported to have crossed the Pacolet and much closer than expected. Morgan decided to make a stand at the Calpens, a well-known crossroads and frontier pasturing ground. The Calpens itself was about 500 yards long and just as wide, a park-like setting dotting with trees. They had cattle grazing there in the spring and native grasses on Peavine. Dawn at the Calpens on January 17, 1781 was clear but bitterly cold. Morgan was waking his troops, warning them that Benny was coming. Tarleton was playing catch-up, and having marched his army since 2 in the morning, ordered formation on the Green River for the attack. His aggressive style was made even more urgent, since there were rumors of over-mountain men on the way, reminiscent of the events of King's Mountain. Tarleton press pressed the attack head-on, his line extending across the meadow, his artillery in the middle, and 15. 50 dragoons on each side. It was as if Morgan knew he would make a frontal assault. It was his style of fighting. To, to face Tarleton, he organized his troops into three lines. First, out front and hiding behind trees were selected sharpshooters. On the onset of the battle, they picked off numbers of Tarleton's dragoons, traditionally listed as 15 shooting especially at officers and warding off an attempt to gain initial supremacy. The militia commanded by Andrew Pickens 
Morgan used the militia well, asking them to get off the two volleys and promised their retreat to the third line made up of John Edgar's Howard's Continentals to gain initial supremacy. The militia commanded by Andrew Pickens, Morgan used the militia well, asking them to get off two volley. I just read that. Some of the militia indeed got got off two volleys as British neared, but as they retreated and reached supposed safety behind the Continental Line, Tarleton sent his feared dragoons after them. <laughs> as the militia dodged behind trees and parried saber slashes with their rifles, William Washington's Patriot cavalry thundered on the field of battle, seemingly out of nowhere, the surprised British dragoons already scattered, <laughs> scattered a sense in a rout who were overwhelmed and according to historian Habits or Babbitts, lost eighteen men in the clash. As they fled the infantry on both sides fired volley after volley. The British advanced in a trot with beating drums <laughs> the shrill of of fifles. And she held up her loop. Right in to the front of the. He rallied the militia, crying out, Form, form, my brave fellows. Oregon was never beaten. Now Tarleton, 71st Highlanders. <laughs> Then reserve entered the charge toward the Continental Line. The wild wall of bagpipes adding the noise and confusion. John Edgar Howard ordered the right flank to face slightly to counter a charge from that was in the noise of the battle misunderstood as call to retreat. As other companies along the line followed suit, Morgan rode up to ask Howard if they were beaten. As Howard pointed the unbroken ranks and the orderly retreat and assured them they were not, Morgan spurred his horse, ordering the retreating units of, to face about him in order to fire an unusion. The firing took a heavy toll on the British, who by that time had sensed victory and had broken the British charge and turned the tide of the battle. They re-entered the battle, leading the double envelopment of the British. Perfectly timed, British infantry began surrendering. After losing several battles in the South, the Continental Army defe defeated the British <laughs> on the northern border of South Carolina that slowed Lord, Lord Cornwallis's campaign to invade North Carolina. British casualties were estimated at about 600, where the Americans only lost 72. Calpens was the most decisive American victory of the war for independence. It gave a major boost to Patriot morale, inflicted casualties that British could not replace, and ultimately led to Cornwallis' surrender at the Yorktown that fall. So, United States had 25 killed and 124 wounded, and no guns lost. The British had 110 killed, 229 wounded, 629 captured or missing, and two guns lost. The British mistook the repositioning of the Americans as a rout and ran into unexpected volley of concentrated rifle fire, coupled a cavalry charge and followed by the return of the militia. Tarleton escaped, but Morgan's troops decimated the army.